0: It's a time of great victory. Your past does not have to dictate your future. We are on the solid rock Christ Jesus. God's got something better for you. Turn to Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17. Now, if you you're using a, a real Bible, a regular Bible, that's probably back there where the pages are stuck together. If it's your smartphone, you might have to slap your phone a little bit, wake it up a little bit. Ha, Habakkuk. And you're not speaking in tongues. That's uh, it's really a person. How'd you, like, you know, what was his parents thinking when he was born? Hey, I know what we ought to call this kid. <coughs> and his mom said, Oh, well, okay, that sounds good to me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, H A B A K K U K Habakkuk. So Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 17. How many times have you gone over and read Habakkuk? Pretty interesting little book there. Pretty cool. Um, I want us to look at something today. I think the title of this message would be "When It Doesn't Make Sense." When it doesn't make sense, Now, I want to be real honest with you. There's a lot of things when when serving the Lord and walking with Him that they just don't make sense. Uh, that doesn't mean that we go out and do stupid things, but that's we but we follow the Lord whether it makes sense or not. You know, my dad used to tell me when he'd tell me something, and I might say. Why? I learned after a while not to say that, but uh, why? He said, because I said so. You know, if it didn't make sense to me, uh, he didn't have time to explain it, or he'd already explained it. I just wasn't listening, or something like that. But, you know, uh, so when it doesn't make sense, just do it. Just do it. Be obedient to the Lord. So Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17. And as we look at this, we're going to see that praising God is always effective. Did you get that? What we did this morning already. Is highly effective. Praising God is always effective. It always works. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You might not think that praise is a weapon. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Man, it puts the devil to flight. He can't stand it. You know, it's like one of those things. Sometimes when they will um, occupy a certain thing, they'll send this noise. You know, they have these huge, gigantic speakers that they'll just bombard that particular place with this noise. And, and you know, the, the people that are inside are being sieged. They're just like, oh, I can't stand it anymore. The devils hate it whenever God's people praise him. It's just like, they, oh, they got to leave. You know, they got to get out of there. So praise him, amen? Praise him in the morning. That old song, praise him in the and the noontime praising, when the sun goes down, yeah, yeah, we well, hadn't done that before a while. But praise Him uh, when you don't feel like it. Praise Him when you're happy. Praise Him when you don't understand Him. Praise Him, Amen. So uh, praising God is always effective. Um, it's but something I feel like is that the power of praise is magnified in our most challenging times and when we don't feel like praising him when we don't understand why we ought to praise him when we can't find a reason to praise him but we do i think it just magnifies the power of praise i really do so let's look at some examples from the word of god and see if we can prove my point just be true habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 says uh, though the fig tree does not bud And there are no grapes on the vines. Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food. Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. Hmm. Now part of that's kind of a little bit challenging to apply to our lives because we don't have no fig trees and we ain't got no grapevines and we don't have no um, crops in the field and no olive trees and we don't have sheep in the pen and cattle in the stalls, right? Um, so I did a little modern paraphrase of that, okay? This is the PDG version. Though the company is laying off and there are no jobs in town, though there is no money for food, and all the savings is gone. Though the car is broken down. And there's no uh, backup plan. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. Hmm. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there when the car was broke down and the washing machine wouldn't work? Um... Food was gone and no money available. Work didn't look too good and half the family's sick. Well, what are you going to do? And the devil says, well, what are you going to do? We're going to pull a Habakkuk <laughs> and we're going to say, yet will I praise him. I will, yet will I rejoice, he says. Yet will I Rejoice? Rejoice? rejoice did you know that you rejoice by choice yeah. Yeah. if you keep waiting for something to come along for you to be happy about yeah. or to rejoice over you might be waiting a long time yeah. so see you just got to rejoice by choice and then he says i will joy I, one one translation uh, i will joy in the god of my salvation i will joy not not uh, i will drink <laughs> I will joy, everything ever think about using the word joy like that? Usually we say, oh, there's joy in the house. But he says, I will joy. I will walk. I will drive. I will eat. You know, I will, when he says, I will joy, it's, a, it's an action. It's something I'm going to do. I, I will joy. You know, I, I got to think about that. I thought, when was the last time I joyed? <laughs> I joyed. And what are you doing today? Man, I, I just joyed. I've just been joying all day long. Really? Really? What? In the God of my salvation. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You just go along about that. That's, that's good. Have you ever used the word joy in that particular way? I never thought. I never even, you know, there's different translations. One, it says, you know, uh, he says, I will be joyful. In God, my salvation, I will be joyful. So when we joy, we will. You have to be joyful to joy. But where do you get that joy? Because you sure ain't going to get it because the the company's laying off and there's no jobs available, and no food uh, uh, around, and no, no all the savings is gone, and the cars broke down, and there ain't no joy in that. That that's your joy. But see, the joy of the Lord is not attached to the things of this world. Oh, I don't think y'all got that. See, it's not my joy that I get strength from. I feel good. When when things bring joy to me, when somebody else's joy, you know, is joying, <laughs> and it rubbed off on me, I, I might rejoice a little bit because, you know, I, I see somebody happy or whatever. But, but um, you know, if I'm trying to wait to for get this feeling of joy, I might be waiting a long time. So I just have to just choose to do it, you know. And... and there's not always a lot of things around to joy in. But that's okay because that's, I'm trying to produce some joy. And, and what I produce is mine, right? But see, the Lord's producing His joy. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. So when you say, well, you know, I just don't feel like praising. Nobody asks you how you felt. It don't matter how you feel. I learned a long time ago that it doesn't matter how I feel uh, to activate the power of God over a circumstance or a situation—that's pretty good. Because it's not how I feel, but it's what I know, and what I know is that the joy of the Lord is my real strength. It brings me a strength that's, that's beyond this natural world that I live in, and takes me to a supernatural. Oh. <laughs> I wish I had somebody here that would just joy today. <laughs> See, it takes me beyond the natural effects and what all's going on here. And, and I, it's like maybe uh, what the Word of God says, I mount up with wings as eagles. Hmm. See, God created me for the heights. He can create, create me for down here. But sometimes I go through the valley to get to the mountaintop. Come on. But he's just as real in the valley as he is on the mountaintop. In fact, in the valley sometimes when I joy, you kind of hear it, joy, 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 echoing. Amen? So it brings strength to me so that I can go up to that top of that mountain. Hallelujah. So if you haven't been to the point, this place where Habakkuk's talking about, if you haven't got there yet, you will. Just keep living. (laughs) You will because it happens. That's just life. That's life. And, um, you know, the truth is that life comes with, uh, with problems built in. Batteries included, <laughs> you know? I mean, <laughs> life comes with, with problems included. They're just there. We don't ask for them. We might create some, but we don't create, create them all. But it just comes with problems built in. Habakkuk's saying here, uh, uh, or he's not saying that he's going to uh, get a, a grit your teeth. And hang on mentality. You know, he, he's not saying, well, uh, I'm going to determine to listen to uh, Tony Robbins or, you know, I'm going to get me a, a, a positive mental attitude, man. I'm going to do something here. and No, he's not saying that. He, he's not saying, I'm not going to do something because if I do it, I, I'm in my strength. I'm down here, you see. I'm down here. There's no strength down here. But up here in the supernatural realm is where I need to get to. They that wait, is what Isaiah said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. That word wait means expect. Those whose expectation is in the Lord shall renew their strength. They mount up with wings as eagles so they look over those things. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. Wow, that's some strength. In the midst of the challenges and the difficulties, I don't know if you're getting this or not, you know, Isaiah, I mean, Habakkuk, he's not saying, you know, uh, I'm just going to, uh, I'm just going to, I'm not going to, that's not a real thing. I'm just going to uh, not even think about that, you know, and maybe it'll go away. Or or I'll just, uh, I'll just, uh, I'll, just uh, I'll just go get me a, a bottle of Jack Daniels or something, and I'll just, uh, you know, I'll take care of this. I'll handle that. Thank God I wasn't really saved real good whenever I was cutting my wisdom teeth. Because <laughs> me and some wild turkey crawled up in, on a couch and and we cut some wisdom teeth I don't remember much of it but you know that helped me but I thought that was the way I needed to go but see you know you can get southern comfort but you ought to get the comforter you know sometimes we look to see what I can do in the natural realm but see after that pain is still there (laughs) and the pain really sets in after that so you know we don't look for something to help us escape we look to him I I will yet I will rejoice. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Oh, man, you're going to have to meditate on that. When you get up in the morning and say, Lord, help me joy in you today. See, and then, then when that, you're driving down up 288 and everybody's, you know, all this stuff's happening is stop here and hang on here and somebody's mad at you and they're honking over here and all that stuff and you, they're just trying to steal your joy, that's okay because your joy ain't worth anything anyway, because you've already determined that I want joy in the Lord. Not if I get a, you know, a good ride into town, if everything goes smooth, not a if this or if that. Joy in the Lord doesn't, is not hinged, it's not connected to anything here on the earth. See, I can go up, I can mount up then with him, and I will joy in the Lord, the God of my salvation, the one that delivers me from all these things. I wish somebody would get this today. <laughs> he's not what he's saying. He says it's not my strength. It's it's not my power or my determination that I'm going to make it through this thing. And uh, it's not um, you know well if better circumstances would have come out, if I'd have had a better break or if so and so hadn't done this or so and so hadn't done that and trying to blame somebody it's not trying to get a better environment or economy you know those things are that's what determines the things down here on the world see i'm just passing through <laughs> you know this world is not my home I, i'm just i'm just passing through amen <laughs> So while I'm here, yeah, these things can affect me, but yet I still have this uh, ability to go up here and, and to joy in the Lord, to find my joy there. In Him, I live and move and have my being. Hmm. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful. <laughs> so sometimes we need to. I will be joyful. So you tell yourself, I will be joyful today. In what? In the God of my salvation. Now, what's gonna change him? Like Gabe was reading there from Job. <laughs> excuse me, were you around when I created the world? <laughs> That's what God is saying. Well, I don't know hey, what what I'm gonna do, and all this stuff comes against me. I don't know if God wait, excuse me, wait a minute. Were you around when I created the world? I mean, you put your joy in me. And don't worry about all this other stuff. I spoke and the world came into existence. You put your joy in me. You be joyful in me. And then see, whatever happens, it doesn't matter. That can't affect the joy of the Lord. Well, and then it gets down there to, as it comes down, verse 19 says, The sovereign Lord is my strength. (laughs) He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. Here we go. He enables me to go on the heights. Like I said, hey, man, we were created for the high places. I wasn't created for down here. I'm created for the high place. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. Like, man, it's so sure-footed. So I can go up. I can scale up that mountain. I can get beyond this thing. No weapon that's formed against me is going to prosper. All those that rise up against me shall fail. They're going to fall. Hallelujah. So we're made for the heights. And, and so as I, if I as I, joy in him, as I, uh, in who he is then see, uh, he takes me to the heights, and he uh, and if he allows us to, to go through that valley, then it's just so that we'll learn to to wait upon him, and to trust him, and to learn to find our strength in him, and, and to learn where I can really joy, where my real where joy, where joy is. It's in him. It's not in these things. Sometimes he's okay, go ahead. Try that. See if that makes any difference. You ever tried stuff? See if it's going to make... Because... The, I mean, you know, the advertisement says, you know, hey, this will make you prettier, smarter, smell better, um, feel good, whatever, right? And so after a while, it's not so pretty, and and it's not so nice, and now we're frustrated because something messed up our pretty little thing that we got to make us feel better or whatever. Somebody... uh, slid down my car, opened their door against it at Walmart or something like that. Somebody took a wide turn. They need to get one of them vehicles with a camera in it because they just backed right into my car, you know. How dare they do that because that was my joy. Well, if that's your joy and that's the source of your joy, get ready because the devil's going to beat the snot out of it. That's why, you know what, I'm going to give up my joy. I'm going to find my joy. My source of joy is going to be God. And go ahead, devil, just try it. Because I don't think, you know, don't you remember he's the one that created this world? When our circumstances seem overwhelming, we need supernatural intervention. I need an intervention. (laughs) I need a supernatural intervention. Okay. And so here's God. Some of these shows now, the television shows, you know, they're like, um, I don't know it's like i think i was watching something the seals or something they the, there's a program a television show called the seals i think it was so they were doing something well back at headquarters you know they were watching them on an infrared camera from i guess a drone or something and they were talking to them and they had the little mont the little things in their ears and so they said well about uh you know two mics on up take a you know go veer to the west and and you'll you know the, and you're going to confront an enemy on up there and whatever you know just kind of telling them what all's going on and everything, you know? Well, you know what? God's watching over me. He can tell me. I need, I need an intervention. They'll say, well, you know, we need a, we need a. What do they call it when they, they send in, in an X? What do they call it? To get you out of there, uh, X-fold or something like that. Where they, yeah, because I guess it means evacuation, but they have that certain term for it, an extraction. Yeah. So they call it like a. They have a little term for a little code for it, so they said we need whatever, and they said okay, well we're going to go two streets over, and we're going to send in the Blackhawks and be ready because we're going to come down. So they okay, and so they go in and get it. So I need an extraction, and boy, here we go, and he takes me away. Hey Lord, I need an extraction. <laughs> I need out of here. It's getting a little hot over here. I'm going to find my joy in you, not down here where things are getting crazy. Hey Lord, <laughs> he says, okay, come on over here. You're it now. Praise me. Woo, boom, here I go. I'm up. Oh man. Somebody needs to help me out this morning. <laughs> but this kind of faith that Habakkuk's using here, when he goes down through and he tells us everything, he says, Man, everything that could go wrong is gone wrong. It's all gone wrong. I lost everything. There's nothing around. Yet I will rejoice in him. I will be joyful. Not Upon what I just, you know, all this stuff, there's no joy there, but I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The kind of faith and hope, you know, that's seen in those words right there, hmm, that don't come from anything down here on this world. That's a supernatural um, connection there. That's words of faith that are spoken that bring about the miracles of God. So the fact is that sometimes life just hurts. Some of you are in here today and And uh, you say, well, I can write a list four times longer than what a backup put in there. Life hurts. Life sucks. (laughs) You know, it's just this bad. It's bad. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, Jesus even said there in Matthew six when he's telling them all different things how to pray and all this stuff, and he says, you know, wait a minute. He says, don't worry about tomorrow. Every day has enough trouble of its own. (laughs) I mean, Jesus was saying that. I mean, I love that. Verse 34, Matthew 6, you know. He says, you know, each day has enough trouble of its own. So, you know what? You might as well just praise God. You think it's going to get better? It might not get better. It might get better. It might not get better. But does that make any difference? Are you going to wait for that? I guarantee you that's a setup for sure. Because when the devil knows that he can hinder your praise by throwing stuff on you, Or, hinder your praise by letting everything go good. Sometimes, you know, when everything's going good, we forget to praise Him. Because it's everything going good. Why do I need to praise God? Everything's cool, man. And God says, okay, go back your bad self. You think that's stuff bringing you happiness and joy? Go ahead. Go ahead. And we wake up when we find out that there wasn't our joy that was in that thing or that person or whatever let us down, and here we are, get ready for the fall, because it's a hard one, bam, so you know what, when things are good, when things are bad, when things are neutral, praise him, Paul and Silas, they went over to uh, Philippi, and they were witnessing, and this girl comes out, and she says, "Um, oh, she begins to, she's a uh, a sorcerer and so she says the god that paul and silas and she'll she tries to say some good things about it but it's under this spirit and paul silas they turn around and rebuke her in jesus name and they cast that devil out and he leaves and and she's all like all her gift is gone well the guys that were making money off of her you know coming in and her reading your fortune and doing all those things their money system dried up so they filed charges they went file charges to the magistrates And uh, you can read this over in Acts 16. And so they came out, and and they got all, the whole town was all upset with Paul and Silas. And they said, these are Jews, and they're just stirring up everything and telling people, you know, all this stuff that they need to do, like receive Jesus and, you know, and rebuke the devil and things like that. And so, man, they they beat them. It said they uh, scourged them, severely beat them. Sometimes we go right past, did you hear me? They beat them. They scourged them. And threw them in the... The jail on the inner part, because when the jailer heard it was Paul and Silas, he said, you know what, I better not put them on out here where there's windows and, you know, even though there's bars and stuff on them, we better throw them on the inner part, down in the the bottom part of this pit of the prison, which ain't got no air conditioning and and stuff, no televisions or nothing like that them in there and locked up there, chained their feet together and locked them to the, and chained them up against the wall. And I can just imagine that, boy, their backs that had just been beaten with that whip down across their back, rubbing up against that old dirty, stinking, mildew-infested jail cell there, all that garbage and junk getting into all the sores on their legs all the way up. And they're just, you know, and their feet and everything, they're chained don't sound like a very comfortable place. You know, it ain't one of them massage chairs at the rodeo, I can tell you that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, yeah, squeeze right there a little bit. You know. No, huh, they're hurting. So what do they do? Okay. So you out preaching, huh? you out witnessing, huh? Look where that got you. Don't you imagine the devil was just like, ha, ha, How's that work for you, huh? How'd that work out for you, Paul and Silas? They just looked over and he says, "Uh, hey, let's, um, what's that old song? (laughs) You know, which one? Great is the Lord. That one. All the earth. What's this? uh, Shall. We'll shout with praise. And they begin to sing that right there from, from the prison. Oh, man, the devil's gotten nervous. I mean, them demons are running around. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I need to, I need to escape out of here. Uh, Satan, get us out of here. These, these Christians, these crazy uh, Christians, they're, they're singing. They're rejoicing. Amen. Great are you, Lord. You know, and if you don't praise him, the rocks will cry out, is what the Bible said. And you know what? The rocks all got excited. And they had that, that jailhouse rock literally there. Paul and Silas, and I mean a a violent earthquake, it says, hit that place and shook it. And it shook all the gates open in, in in the prison. And all the prisoners were set free, broke their chains loose. Hallelujah. And they got up and the jailer comes out and he's like, Oh, no, because if, if someone escaped, you know, he was responsible, and they would kill him and his family and all those members of his family down through here. So he's about to fall on his sword, and Paul says, don't do that. No, 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 no. Hey, come on over here and sing with us. What? <laughs> yeah, we, we, and then everybody was listening to him, and so he falls at, his, at their feet, and he says, and what, do I, what must I do to be saved? Because he's like, and they're going to come, and they're going to get you, and they're going to kill you. So what the devil's now telling the jailer. He said, man, what, what must I do to be saved? And he says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Thou shalt be saved and your house, too. <laughs> how, about, how about that, devil? <laughs> how about that, devil? You going to work a little hard? Well, how about in your house, too? Hallelujah. Amen. And how did that all work out? Just a little bit of praise. A little bit of praise. Yet, I will rejoice. <laughs> I will be joyful in the God of my soul. You lock me up. You beat my back. You half kill me. Leave me for dead. Chain me to this wall. Can't see it's so dark in here. It doesn't matter because that doesn't chain my God down. You can't hold him back. Why? Because he's great. <laughs> He's great, and I praise him, and boy, all of a sudden, what happens is things begin to move because when you praise God, God steps over and says, that's right, that's right. When God comes near, the devil uh, flees. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you is what James said. Then you start drawing close to him through praise. You lift him up. You let him know how much you love him, how good he is. Hey, you got, have nothing to rejoice in down here. What are you going to, you know, what are you going to be excited about this thing that let you down or that person that that let you down or, or whatever? Hmm. Yeah. What are you going to rejoice in? Yeah. Well, huh, how'd that work out for you? David, anointed king when he was a little shepherd boy. Pretty cool. Takes some cheese and crackers to his brother. A lot of it because he was dragging a trailer up there and. Got him some cheese and crackers and here's this big mouth out there hollering at the armies of god calling them the army of saul and just putting everybody down and david said what what's up with this how come y'all letting this you know big mouth philistine you know insult the armies of god And they kept saying army of saul and david kept saying army of god well you all know the story man he he got out there and he said you know what i killed a lion I killed a bear. God already, the providence of God's already prepared me for this. Who is he? Who does he think he is? He's just a bigger target. You know? Nobody had any, any reason to rejoice that day, but David found his joy in the Lord. He said, I will rejoice in him. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. He went out there and said, let me tell you something, big mouth. I'm going to cut your head off and feed it to the birds today. <laughs> Boy, that fired old Goliath up. Got his armor bearer out there. He's got an armor bearer, you know. he got a sword that says it's so, so big and so heavy, you know. They couldn't even, you know, it's like <laughs> the armor bearer's like dragging his spear around. Man, David takes him out. You know, the, you know how it is. He rejoices in that. Well, you know, after that, it was great. He's, uh, everybody loves him so much. And then Saul begins to say, hmm, because everybody begins to say, oh, Saul's killed. A 1,000, but David's killed 10,000, and Saul begins to get a little jealous. And, of course, the devil's right there to incite that. And who should have been David's hero, Saul, and who David submitted himself to and was loyal to begin to chase him and begin to to try to kill him, did everything he could, to try to kill him. David's on the run. I mean, you know, that's a hard life, on the run. Now, everybody's trying to kill him. I mean, everybody's against him. So he gets these, this ragtag army together and they go out and they're fighting on one area trying to drive that. Even then trying to help, you know, Israel out. And they come back and and the enemy had come in and, and just destroyed the whole camp, burned everything and took the wives and the children. Oh man, they, they, these guys were just, they were just devastated. They were broken hearted. I mean, they just, and they just weeped and said that David cried so much. They, they were, he couldn't cry anymore. I mean, i've done some crying but i mean i mean he just morning he creeps he he he, he weeps so much it said that he just couldn't weep anymore and so then they come over and they said you know they, they were you know they begin to blame david and said it's your fault and all this stuff and and so it's like no everybody was against david and said that he david had to stir himself up there was no joy in any of this situation there's no reason to rejoice but he began to rejoice in God. He brought up that crazy praise. You know what that is? That means you're crazy, man. That's crazy. There ain't no reason. There's no sense in this. What do you mean you you praising God? That's crazy. Just look around. Everything's gone. They stole everything and, and burnt everything. And they, you know, now probably our wives and kids are either raped or killed. And man, you're crazy. And David said, Yeah, I'm gonna give God some crazy praise. You know, we got a lot of pretty praise in the church. i just praising. We're just praising. Walk out of the church and somebody steal your car. God, why you let that happen? Now you're upset. Where's your praise now? Pretty praise don't last very long. <laughs> you know notice that? Pretty praise has that, you know. Pretty praise don't, doesn't make the eye makeup run. Right guys, you know, pretty praise. You know, it doesn't have that. Oh, it just has that that glory smile. The crazy praise, is ugly. <laughs> it's got that worry. It's got that anguish on your face. You know, because you've been crying. Devil. David comes out of his tent. He ain't he ain't good looking no more. That little ruddy face that they were talking about. You know how. You're good looking he was. He looks pretty bad, you know. All that dust that was on his face from right now, it's all run down and all mixed together. you are all matted up. Praise you, God. He's crazy. Look at him. He's crazy. He lost his mind. He's lost his mind. he, he He's praising God and everything's crazy, right? Crazy praise. I just... Gotta give me a little bit of that crazy praise. <laughs> I walked out one morning in Tulsa, Oklahoma, getting ready to go to a job. We were building some fourplex apartments in Jinx, Oklahoma. I walk out there to get in my truck. Hmm. Did I park that someplace else? And I think I always park it right there. Hmm. It's a weird feeling here. Where did that truck go? And all my tools. Yeah, somebody came and got it. And I was I was sitting <laughs> thinking, oh man, what am I gonna do now? I don't have a way to get to work. I don't I don't have any tools now and all this stuff. And I could remember my mama's voice. Well, just just praising. <laughs> just thank you, Jesus. When I was a kid, I remember coming home, I was the littlest, and so you know. I would ride on the bicycle with my sisters or whatever, you know, on the handlebars. And y'all ever do that? And you're trying to hang on like that. And I've got feet, bare feet stuck in spokes on the entire. I've been thrown off and scraped down through the gravel road, you know, because we didn't have nice asphalt, you know. And all those things can come in just bloody and bleeding. And mama said, we're just praising what you talking about, mama? <laughs> Praising on my arm, and then she goes and gets the methylate. I said, hey, how about some anointing with oil? Get, leave that, is that the mercuric cone or methylate? I never, always get them mixed up, but one of them burns. I'd be giving some crazy praise then. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, why? There's nothing here to praise God. It don't make sense to praise God. When it don't make sense to praise God, you just need to give him some crazy yeah. praise. Somebody in here is about one crazy praise away from your miracle. God just told me that. You're one crazy praise away from a a breakthrough. Hmm. Hallelujah. You know, we can say, well, you know, I've been going through a season of sickness, and I might be walking through the fires of divorce or... I might be crying my eyes out all night long because of that prodigal kid of mine and whatever. There's nothing to rejoice in in all this stuff, man. You just get down there where it's crazy. <laughs> the devils are saying, "He crazy, he crazy. We did everything we could do to him. He crazy. He's, not, he's praising God. He's praising the Lord." I love it when the devil gets confused when he looks down and says. What's up with this? I mean, there's nothing else we could do. To knock. We have knocked him down as far as we can. We have stomped on him as much as we can stomp. There's no reason that he ought to be praising God, but yet he is. He's crazy. Yeah, I'm crazy. Praise your name, Lord. I rejoice in you. I will be joyful in the God of myself. Oh, I wish I had some crazy praisers here this morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, what was he saying? What was he thinking? What was he saying? Well, I can tell you one thing he wasn't going to do. He wasn't going to let his feelings get in the way. He wasn't going to let circumstances and situations get in his way. You know, he wasn't going to run to the refrigerator and, or the refrigerator and, and start grounding himself in all the food. He wasn't going to run down to the liquor store and get whatever he could get to, you know, and try to make it all go away or overdose on some prescription drugs or you know run away to this or run away to that huh no he said you know what <laughs> hey, I'm gonna find my joy in the Lord oh I will be joyful in the God of my salvation hallelujah I'm gonna get my praise on <laughs> have you ever heard people say that I remember when I was young when I just first moved to Kansas and I joined the choir you know cuz that's where all the uh, As where word, the good girl good looking girls were actually it was Sandy was the one in the choir, so I wanted to be there I just so I keep my oh yeah, I was finding my joy in her, you know <laughs> and uh, so we went to sing. we were the only white choir that uh, the black churches invited us to sing at. that was cool, you know first black service i 'd ever been to. We go in there, and I mean that crazy. <laughs> We sang. Now, a sister, so-and-so, I can't remember what her name was. She came over to help us a little bit, you know, before we went over. She was helping our choir. She had a little lady about that much, about that big, you know. I remember because I stand up at the top, you know, uh, the tenors and, and the men. We'd stand, and I'm watching her. And she, we were singing, and she started getting it. Man, I mean, boy, here she goes. <laughs> and, and, and I didn't think she could hardly walk before. I don't know how they do that one thing where they, man. And, and, so, and her wig started going like this. And she would pull on it back. I see she wouldn't do no pr- pretty praise, <laughs> she wouldn't do no pretty praise because that wig was up around <laughs> pretty soon. I said, What's she doing? She said, and, and the guy looked over and said, She's getting her praise on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, well, when we went and, and I began to say, Whoa, what's going on here? You know, I've barely been in church, for, you know, any church, you know, for a little bit, let alone. I'm like, Whoa, what is going on? And, and the preacher, he's up there preaching and he's talking about the night season. I'll never forget this. He was talking about the night season and, and going through the night season. And these people were just shouting. What are they doing? They're getting their praise on. I mean, he would shout something, and they'd stand up and praise God. You know, Oh, man. And they would run around praising him. I'm like, what in the world? And so he said something. He said something. It's in the night season, and this guy in the middle of the— We're sitting there about three rows back. Guy jumps up right behind me. He jumps up as loud as he can say. He says, when I wakes up in the morning and I find I'm still here, I don't know that I made it through the night. And he went off and he ran around that auditorium and I like to have had a heart attack. I said, what is that? It's crazy. He's That's some crazy praise right there, man. That's some crazy praise. You know what? I said, I don't know about this, God, but I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. (laughs) I said, man, I need some of this. You know, what in the world are you so excited about? When I found out there was nothing for him to be excited about in this world, nothing to be excited about with a son laying in the hospital about to die, nothing to find joy in this life, but, man, he found Joy in the Lord. He said, I'll be joyful in the Lord. He said, when I wake up in the morning and I find out I'm still here, I know I made it to that night. One day, one day, I think as he said, as he was running, making another lap around the auditorium, one fine morning, you know, in this by and by, he's going to come. He's going to take us out of here. He said, I'm going to get my extraction one day. He said, when I wake up in the morning and I see Jesus and he takes me out of here, he said, I don't know. I made it through the night. Oh, I wish somebody would praise him. (laughs) Hallelujah. God never promised you a problem-free life. If I went back and looked at the challenges and the difficulties, man, I had a good life until I thought I had a good life until I went to that crazy church camp and people had some crazy praise there too but man I tell you what I wouldn't take nothing for it I wouldn't want to go through it again but I wouldn't take nothing for it See, because I found out that when there's no grapes on the vine and when the Fig trees don't produce fruit. And when the olive crop fails and the fields don't produce any food and there's no sheep in the pen and there's no cattle in the stall, I think, hey, hey, I, I think, I know what Habakkuk was talking about. I, th- I, think I, I think I've discovered what he's talking about when there ain't nothing in this world that can bring me... Relief or joy or whatever. I'm going to, yet, yet I will rejoice. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. Oh, I got, I got a place to go. I got a place to run. Well, there's no other place to run to. I got a place to hide. And there ain't no place down here to hide. I can run to the rock, Christ Jesus, and find out that he can, you can't move him. He's immovable, and he loves me. Hallelujah. Well, Paul, years later, after that jailhouse rock, he back into, in the jail again. Philippians chapter 4 now. And, you know, I'm sure the devil was laughing and saying, Yeah, well, that worked for you way back then. How come it ain't working for you now? Paul said, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again. Rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men. You know, the Lord is at hand. He said, I'm still rejoicing. It don't matter if the gates bust open or not. It don't matter if we have an earthquake or not. That was just to shake up some jailer and get him saved. He said, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again. Rejoice. Rejoice. Or Philippians 4-4, that's that 4-by-4 four four scripture. It will get you out of anything. You praise God, it'll pull you out. it pull you up to him. Hallelujah. David, finally king. You'd think everything was going good for him. Nah. Kids, rebellion, people hating him, all kinds of stuff breaking out. Wife that was whatever. <laughs> so he says, you know what we need? We need some praise. He said, where is that ark anyway? I said, oh, it's down there. Someone's old house down there. He said, let's go down there and get that thing. Let's bring it up. We need the presence of God in our midst. He said, that's where I'm going to find my joy. I want to rejoice in him. I'm going to be joyful in the Lord. The, the ark represented the presence of God. He said, let's go get that thing. Boy, they did. And they brought it up. And, they, and David was about to restore the tabernacle. But it wasn't the tabernacle of Moses. It was the tabernacle of David. And, boys, as it's going up there, David starts to he starts to get a little excited, you know. And all of a sudden, he, he puts gets a praise on. He, he he puts his praise on, and he starts to dance clean out of them kingly robes right there. Man, I mean, he just shed them clothes, and he's dancing. And, man, he, I mean, you know, he's a white boy, so he probably just, you know, no telling what, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, woo, you know. And, uh crazy praise so you know he just oh man so it goes in and Michael his wife says what's up with you you're making a fool out of yourself you're crazy he said that, and she said and all those slave girls out there that you dancing before you know you think you so she said you're just embarrassing David says where is it let me see if I can find that scripture 2 Samuel 6. When David, verse 20, when David returned home to bless his household, he was so excited. (laughs) He comes home to bless his household, and there's his wife. Wow. Michael, daughter of Saul, Saul, came out to meet him and said, she walked out of the house. You know, she got... Here she comes, <laughs> came out, of the, out to meet him and said, how the king of Israel has distinguished himself today, disrobing in the sight of the slave girls of, of his servants as any vulgar fe- fellow would. <laughs> I can see you don't have your praise on. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm thinking David was saying, boy, you talk about a buzzkill. But then he had to remember. Wait a minute, I wouldn't get no joy from you anyway. I mean, you weren't the source source of my joy. I wasn't rejoicing in you. You know, I'm sure he stepped back and was like, "You know what? I wasn't dancing for you anyway, girl. I wasn't dancing for them slave girls. I wasn't dancing for nobody but for the Lord. It was before Him I was, I was praising." Verse twenty one, David said to Michael, "It was before the Lord." who chose me rather than your father or anyone from his house when he appointed me ruler over the Lord's people Israel. I will celebrate before the Lord. I will become. <laughs> Here we go. I'm getting ready to become joy. <laughs> I will joy. He says, I will become, he says, even more undignified than this. I'm going to be crazy. You think, you think you saw crazy, girl? I'm going to become more crazy than that. Amen. We lost some people because we sang a song. that They this quoted this scripture right here. I'm going to become more undignified than this. And some of you people were just crazy. <laughs> putting on your crazy praise. and Some people just thought, that's crazy. We're going to just, we can't have that. Well, see you later. But we're going to put on, when it's time to praise him, I'm not looking at what you're doing. I don't know about you, but I'm not watching you. You know, I'm over there. Y'all might not know what I'm doing. You know, Pastor crazy. Look, he got his phone out. He's texting somebody. No, I'm writing down notes. Oh, my, yes, Jesus, that's good. Oh, yeah, you mean to, okay, I'll tell him that. Okay, oh, that's good stuff. I better write it down right now because I'm going to forget it because I'm about to break out into crazy praise here. David said, you know, I will become even more undignified than this. And I will be humiliated in my own eyes. (laughs) But by these slave girls that you spoke of, I will be held in honor. He said, you think? He said, they'll say, look, the king is worshiping God. That's where he finds his joy. Not in this kingdom. Not in all this stuff. He said, I've been, he said, you know, I've been chased. I've been, uh, uh, they tried to kill me many times. They've talked about me, you know, and and everybody hates me and they despise me. But that's okay because I'm not finding my joy when I wake up in the morning trying to find it in you. Uh -uh. I'm going to find it in God. I'm going to rejoice in Him and I will be joyful in the God of my... Oh, come on. I wish somebody (laughs) would just put a crazy praise on today. Hallelujah. Hey, man, we got to stop because... Y'all think I'm crazy, <laughs> but see, I, there's all kinds of stories about these crazy people in the Bible. Jonah, you know, God tells him to go do something. Uh-uh, I ain't doing that. I don't to them people down there. They're heathens, and I'm not going over there. I'm not going to go tell them about God. They can just die. So I'll go do my own thing. So he does, you know the story, and the storm comes up, and they're thinking somebody out here, is is in they're not living right we need to get them off the boat finally Jonah says it's me it's me you know yeah I was supposed to be doing what God and they already threw him over well wait I wasn't through You know, great you know, it says a big fish got it prepared God prepared this big fish to take him you know so um, he goes into the whale hotel and there he is you know and uh, I mean I can't, I can't even imagine I Guarantee you that ain't no pra- pretty praise down there, you know. And so, after the third night in the whale motel, Jonah finally says, "Okay, God, I got to praise you." And he begins to have a crazy praise. Can you see seaweed hanging off? Of, see see uh, weed hanging off of him, smelling like puke, whale puke. You know, slime all over him, you know. He looked like one of them kids when the guy's been on that show with him, they drop all the greens. You know, and so he just begins to give some crazy praise right there in the belly of the whale. And you know what? That old whale, all of a sudden his belly starts full of crazy praise. And he's like, What is going on? The, the whale's full of crazy praise just spits him out onto that well, don't you know that was a sight. <laughs> so there he goes, you know. So maybe you're in disobedient to God and trying to run through from him and you borrow on some things yourself see this life like I said God don't promise us an easy life we're gonna it's, you know sin self and Satan are gonna try to do everything to keep you from serving God the world the flesh and the devil it's got all kinds of stuff out there to, to try to make your day miserable So, it could be through a time of rebellion. Yeah, maybe you've gone through something. Let me just tell you something. You just ought to get you a crazy praise right now and let God get ready for the deliverance of God. Maybe it's like David. Maybe you got some marriage problems. Say, look, I'll tell you what, I'm still going to praise him. Yet, will I praise him? You might be having some children problems, and it might be, I mean, Job, my goodness, Job lost everything. The devil, it was the devil. The devil hit him, knocked him, every, took everything. What you going to do now, Job? <laughs> what you going to do now, Job? You know what? I think I'll just put my praise on. <laughs> you know, naked I came into this world. Naked I'm going to go out of this world, but blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm going to praise him. No matter if I got anything or I don't have anything, I'm going to praise him. Hey, this is Pastor Paul Golden. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe, rate it, and review. Also, you can help us to reach others by investing today at lightchristiancenter.com slash give. Thank you for joining us on LCC's podcast. God bless you and have a great day.